0: Hello there. This is CSW, creator of Incarnation Red. If you enjoy Incarnation Red and want to help keep it going, support the show on Patreon via the link listed in the episode notes down below. In return, you'll receive a variety of perks ranging from a monthly Q&A slash horror gaming livestream to a chance of having a mini-episode made based off of you and your fears released on the main RSS feed for everyone to hear. Additionally, all patrons receive access to an exclusive patron-only Discord server where you can chat with fans and myself, watch live streams of pre-release episode editing, and join in on regular horror movie nights. I rely on your support to keep the show going, so any amount, no matter how small, will help me bring you more scary stories more often. Link is in the episode notes down below. Additionally, if you are a fan of audio drama podcasts in general and want early access releases plus bonus content from Incarnation Red, absolutely sign up for Apollo+, Plus, a creator-owned platform where every subscriber helps audio fiction creators for just $10 a month. You can think of Apollo+, Plus almost as the Netflix of audio dramas, offering exclusive content, ad-free and early access releases, behind-the-scenes content, super cuts, and a whole, whole lot more, all by supporting the creators you already know and love. With Apollo Plus, 70% of the revenue goes directly to us creators and provides all of us, both creator and listener, with a place to enjoy the shows we love, such as Afflicted, 13, and of course Incarnation Red, and a whole, whole lot more. And of course, Hemophobia, my upcoming horror podcast, will be there too, so join Apollo Plus through the Apollo Podcasts app, or by going to apollopods.com slash plus, that's P-L-U-S. Incarnation Red is a horror anthology podcast and thus contains material not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Episode two Friend Friend. It was about a half hour ago, I think to myself. She was just going out to get some dinner with her parents so they could bring it back here for us for probably to be eaten off the tops of cardboard boxes. It's the closest thing to a table we have while the actual table is covered with our things. I don't know anything about the restaurant we decided on, just some sandwich shop fifteen minutes away that's as new and faceless to me as anything in this city. We placed a pickup order, it said it'd be ready in 15 minutes, and, figuring I could get more unpacking done while they were out, I stayed behind. And now it's been about a half hour. I got through two boxes, mostly kitchen stuff. Without anywhere to put them, I stacked the contents on the meager counter space we have, plates, cutlery, hardware. I'm almost positive that it's, it's probably where she would want them. With the boxes empty now, I start back across the apartment to break them down. In the living room, I glance at the boxes on the table. As I look, though, I stop myself. My brow wrinkles. There's a piece of paper on the table. A printout from the landlord summing up a few things about the place. Who to call for emergencies, email addresses, details about laundry. But at the bottom, there's something that wasn't there before. Something written. Friend, friend. I blink a couple of times. It's just the word friend, but twice. I look a little closer. The second F is backwards. I glance to my left. All the way down the kitchen to the back door. Then to my right, to the entryway and front door. I gaze around the whole apartment. Then I look back at the words. They weren't there before. I read the whole printout when we found it, top to bottom, and they weren't there. I look at the table. There isn't a pen anywhere on it. But the words are there, written, in ink. Friend, friend. But the second half is backwards. I sit still. Listen very closely. The next two boxes are mostly bedroom stuff. No clothes or anything, but my alarm clock, some posters, a notepad. We haven't put the bed in our room yet, but I picked the one that I'm decently sure she would want to be the bedroom. It's the one that makes the most sense. I would normally ask her in this type of situation, but she isn't here. She's been gone for something like 45 minutes. I check my phone for the time. She's been gone for 38 minutes. The first box is unpacked almost immediately, and the second is done before I even know it. I exhale in relief. Unpacking might not be as hard as I anticipated. I walk back toward the entryway and stop in the living room. I look at the table. The piece of paper is still there. Written on it is the word friend, twice. The second F is backwards, but both of them are capital. I can tell it's not a printed font, it's handwritten. As handwritten as if I had written it, but I didn't. I didn't write it and it wasn't there before my wife left with her parents, so she didn't write it, and they didn't write it, but it's handwriting. Someone wrote it. Some. Someone wrote it. That's, that's just the case. Someone had to have written it. Hey, sweetheart. Um, just calling and see if everything was okay. You guys have been out for a while, and I just Just didn't know if something had slowed you down or anything. Give me a call back or just text me. Either works. Love you. The next box I choose is office stuff. My office stuff. I pick the room at the far end of the apartment, its door bordering the kitchen, distant and unnoticed by the rest of the place. We already put my desk in there, if for no other reason than to keep it out of our way while we're still unpacking. I go into the kitchen, all the way to the back door. I look behind me, down the length of the place. I can see the whole apartment from this angle. I can see just about everything in it, too. Everything except the three individual rooms and the things that are in them. My office being one of them. I step into the room, turn the lights on. I take a second to look around, study it, The walls are a plain color. It's meant to be a bedroom, so there's a closet. It's slightly ajar. I walk towards it. I peer inside the thin gap. Not much is visible, so I pull open the sliding door fully. It's empty. A clothing rod is installed in the wall, and there are metal, basket-like drawers that take up a bulk of the space. I stick my head all the way in the closet. I turn left, right. I wonder if I could fit inside. What kind of person would be able to fit inside? The other bedrooms have closets. Who might be able to fit inside them? I step away from it. Nodding to nobody, I Look at the walls, the ceiling. I look at where the ceiling meets the walls, the corners. There's nothing notable about them, just where two surfaces of the same pale color meet, blank as a sheet of paper with nothing written on it. I look down at the floor. It's hardwood. The dark rings on each board make conflicting patterns. I step back outside. Start back toward the box I was unpacking, but I stop myself. I squint, shake my head, pull my phone out to check the time because I know it's been over an hour. My phone's clock says it's 8.32, almost 50 minutes since she and her parents left. I do a visual scan of the remaining boxes. At this point, unpacking any more boxes without her would just be foolish. I am decently sure of what she thinks nine times out of ten, but who knows? Sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes I think I know what she's about to say, and then she says something else. Sometimes I expect her to be back within twenty minutes when retrieving a pre-made pickup order, and then after something like an hour, but almost definitely longer, she's still not back. I run a hand through my hair. Hey, honey, is everything alright? Because you've been gone for a long time, and I thought you said that place was like fifteen minutes away from us. I'm just starting to get worried. I'm not trying to overreact. I just, I don't know, just text me as soon as you can. Um, also, uh, weird question, but did you, or, or your parents even, did you write something on that, that printout the landlord gave us? It's not important, I just... I I'm just just was wondering, I guess. Okay, bye. I sit on the couch, stare at the front door, look at the boxes and remember to not unpack them, because who knows? Who knows what might happen? So I sit there, and sit there, Looking closer at the letters doesn't yield anything new, it's just the same! It's the word FRIEND TWICE. Both Fs are capital, but, the second one is still backwards, but, even if they both face the same way, they're written with different slopes and angles, just like the R's are both different, and the I's are both different, and the E's are both different, and the N's are both different, and the D's are both different, and that means it's not printed, and that means it was written, and that means someone had to write it, and that someone wasn't me! It wasn't even there at all until I saw it. Did my seeing it suddenly make it there? And why? Why friend? I don't have any friends in this city, let alone anything, any anyone inside this apartment. Is it a statement of fact or an expression of desire? Is it a request, an invitation? Or a warning? For God's sake, why is the second F backwards? I bury my face in my hands. Inhale, exhale. The drive was a long one. Fifteen hours on the road, all in one long stretch. When I close my eyes, I still see the endless interstate yawning fast upon me. I need to rest. I've unpacked more boxes than I expected to have done in seven hours, let alone one, or less than one. I can afford to wait until tomorrow for the rest. My wife is out with her parents. What are the chances she got jumped or murdered with both of them there to protect her? It's the last time she'll see them for a while anyway. It would make perfect sense for her to be too distracted to hear her phone. I check the locks on the front and back doors. I shake them in their frames to make sure they won't open. I make sure the windows are shut and locked, then close the blinds. I look at the paper and nothing has changed. Then I turn toward the couch. I pick up the spare things on top of it and move them to the floor. I haven't unpacked the linens or pillows yet, but I don't need them. I lay on my side, rest my head against the plush armrest. She has her keys. She'll be able to unlock the door just fine once she's back. They'll wake me once they come, and I'll just explain that I was tired. Which I am. And once I've got her back in the apartment, I'm sure that Friend Friend will get its rational explanation. Rational. Rational. R- rational. <laughs> I open my eyes. Things are blurry until they're not. I sit up, stretch, blink a few times. I look around the apartment. Nothing has changed. I stand up, step to the center of the room. I look at the front door there in front of me. It's locked. I turn to my right toward the back door. I stare. From this distance, my my eyesight could surely be failing. It could be failing. So I sprint down the length of the apartment into the kitchen, but I'm right. My eyes aren't wrong. The door is unlocked. I open it, pull it in, then shut it again just to make sure. It's unlocked. I call my wife's name over my shoulder. There is no reply. I call again. Nothing. The apartment is completely still. I scramble up a wide long vegetable knife from the pile of silverware and cutlery on the counter. I hold it tightly blade pointed forward I step slowly back toward the living room I call out whoever's in here you can get the hell out now there's only silence silence not of someone hiding and keeping quiet but of a place where nothing living has ever been I call out again come out now or I'm calling the police With my free hand, I withdraw my phone from my pocket to dial 911, but I don't even get past the lock screen. My breath stops in my lungs. The knife almost drops from my hand. My phone reads the time at me in stark white numbers. 8.33, I raise my head numbly. I look down the length of the apartment Nothing is moving or stirring at all. It looks like a room cut from a dollhouse. Everything inside completely inanimate. Clutching the knife, I rush into the living room, rifle through boxes, find my backpack crowded against a wall, head darting over my shoulder repeatedly. I unzip it and pull out my laptop, throw it open. It makes no difference. According to my phone, the oven clock, even my laptop. One minute has passed since I fell asleep one minute has passed since i stopped unpacking boxes one minute has passed since i stared at those ungodly letters again agonized and scrutinized them searched desperately for their meaning and was this it was it all for me to see my true nature as this insect in a cage scrambling around in random directions as a furious attempt to nail it all down in objective fact because the doors were locked and it was 832 32 hours ago There was no Friend Friend written on that piece of paper before my wife left and I swear to God it wasn't me who wrote it. But the door's unlocked now. It's 833 and Friend Friend is still written on that damn piece of paper with no indication whatsoever of who wrote it. So what? What is the point? What is the point of any of it? I slam my palm on the ground. My teeth grit. I leap to a stand and practically sprint to the front door and grab the lock. Then I stop. I twist. I twist harder. I twist in both directions. Turn the knob every way I can. Try to push and pull the door at its frame, but it doesn't matter. The door won't even move. Locked in some matter-bound state, like it was cast into its frame with cement. I slam my fists on the door, yell out. Frantic, I turn away and go to the windows. They're just the same. Immovable. Static shaking them at their edges. I stare out through the glass. The street is silent. There are no cars, no wind, no people. I grind my teeth. I know of at least one door still unlocked. I swing around and march to the back door. It's locked, again. First my limbs are cold, then they're numb. Then they're all too warm and all too feeling and I clench my face between clawed fingers crying out. Then I'm still. My hands lower slowly from my face. Then I walk into the living room. Sit down. Lie down. On the floor. <sighs> if I'm gonna do this then I'd better get started. It's all relying on me. I tell myself. If I don't do it, who will? If I don't prove it one way or the other right now, right at this moment, then how do I get out of this? If I can't properly keep my reality held together, then who will? And what in God's name are they going to make it into? I close my eyes, cover them with my palms. I take a deep breath. Then I start counting. All the way from 1 to 60. A little longer than one second for each number. I don't raise my palms. I don't open my eyes. I don't listen for what I might be hearing in the apartment. I just focus on the numbers. On each one. All the way from 1 to 60. Once I reach 60... I remove my palms, open my eyes. My phone is in my pocket. I begin to reach for it, then stop. My hand shakes midair. Then I withdraw it, place it back over my eyes. I should go to 120. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I need to go to 120. I start from 61, continue. I reach it, then reach for my phone. Stop. I withdraw my hand. I should go to 180. I need to make it absolutely sure. If I don't make it absolutely sure, then what is there? So I need to go to 180. I start counting. I reach it. Reach for my phone. Stop. I return my hand. Consider, then figure I should go to two forty. If I don't, then I I just need to go to two forty. That's what I should do. I keep my eyes closed and start counting again. I reach it. Reach for my phone. Stop. I should go to three sixteen. I, 990, 990, 990, 990. I reach it. reach for my phone stop I should go, too. I should... I should go, to. My hands uncover my eyes, hit the floor heavily. I can't remember what number was next. I don't remember what the point was in the first place. I don't even really remember what a number is. Whatever the point of it was, I seem to have succeeded in only one point. I now know even less than before. I reach for my phone, pull it out of my pocket, and check the time. Eight thirty-three. Please, please just pick up the phone. I feel... So far from you now, so far from everything, please, please. There are patterns in the hardwood floors. Dark lines and curves stretching out, twisted, gnarled, forming corners and rims, manners, characters, mouths, eyes. And there are patterns in the hardwood floor staring up at me, like, like they. several hours now since my phone died or not i am sitting on the floor of the entryway head between my hands or not my wife has not returned or she has with or without her family or maybe so or maybe someone else or maybe her family is someone else or maybe she is someone else or maybe i am someone else and how nice would that be how nice if it meant i could leave this room or this city or this world leave the world True transcendence. There is only one true act of transcendence. I look at my hands. My wrists. I look at my body and it is like a room. A room that I am trapped inside of. My hands are chain links. My feet are the shackles. They lay heavy atop the hardwood floor where the patterns smile up at me. Like they have mouths. I sit back against the wall. Even if my phone were still alive, what would I have told the police? I am trapped in my apartment, or not. And someone has intruded into my apartment, or not. And maybe time has stopped dead in its tracks, or maybe it's just me. And anyway, somebody wrote something nonsensical on this sheet of paper when I wasn't <laughs> looking. When I was in another room and it saw I was gone and slipped out from... From somewhere and anyway the patterns on the floor staring up at me smiling, eyeing with gnarled wooden smiles and swirling wooden eyes and they are everywhere all at once, and when I blink they don't go away, and now they're they're everywhere. Not just in the floor anymore, because who really knows anything? And who knows what is or isn't possible in this world or this apartment, and who knows what it means when the face is cold, so close to my face I feel all the cold inside, but really, really truly and honestly. The only thing I know is that I'm still It's been 833 for hours, and hours, and hours! Those goddamn words were not there before she left. They were written by someone, and that someone wasn't me! (laughs) Oh, I can still find it in myself to wonder about, are those words, who wrote them, why did they write them, why, why is the second F backwards, the word is there twice, once correctly, once incorrectly, did the thing, the person that wrote not understand what they were writing? I knew enough to get it right once, but not the second time. So which one is it? Is it friend or is it something else? I haven't looked at the paper in a long time, not since I lay on the floor counting with my eyes closed. My eyes slide slowly toward the table in the living room. Sitting down, I can't see it. So I stand up, stare at the paper from a distance. I can't read it. So I step forward. My hands shake at my sides. My blood seizes and flails inside me. I breach the line separating entryway from living room. I walk toward the table. Turn myself to face it directly. I stare down at the piece of paper. The words are there, but the first friend has been scratched out violently. think. Yes, you've reached the correct number. You have a case of the paranormal you wish to be investigated. Is that so? And you don't know of any place he may have gone to? I see. And how long has it been since he disappeared? Oh my. Well, ma'am, this is sounding like a straight missing person case, so if the police are already working on it, then... Voicemails? You received voicemail messages from him after his disappearance. Yes, I would very much like to hear them. Incarnation Red is created, written, narrated, and edited by CSW. The opening theme was written and performed by Annika Hanson. All music and sound effects used in this podcast are created in-house from scratch for more information and regular updates follow me on twitter at csw underscore horror or visit my website cswhorror.com or like the show's facebook page incarnation red as always spelled r-e-a-d for behind the scenes looks and other scary content you can follow me on tiktok or you can follow me on instagram at incarnation red thank you for listening